From the Museum of Science, Boston, this is Pulsar, a podcast where we answer questions from you, our audience. I'm your host, Eric O'Day. Today we're talking all about lightning safety, and here to tell us about that is Karen Powers. Karen, thanks so much for joining us today. Happy to be here, Eric. My name is Karen Powers. I am one of the many educators at the Museum of Science, and one of my favorite things is to be in our theater of electricity and making lightning. So the first step in lightning safety is knowing where a lightning storm is. And we got a lot of questions about being able to tell how far a lightning strike is from your location by counting how long between the lightning and the thunder. So can you explain that a little bit? So that has to do with the fact that the speed of light and the speed of sound are slightly different. So in general, if you see a flash of lightning and start counting immediately and get to about five seconds and then hear the rumble of thunder, that's about one mile away, that particular strike of lightning. If you count to 10 seconds, two miles, so on and so forth. And very often you may see the lightning and it's so far away, you never actually hear the rumble of thunder. So that might be useful if you are in a dangerous situation in a lightning storm. Doing this timing for consecutive lightning strikes can tell you whether the storm might be moving away from you or moving towards you. For sure. So if it's moving closer, you definitely want to find someplace safe to be. And this is one that we cover in pretty much every theater of electricity show. But what is the safest place to be during a lightning storm? Yeah, so being outside is not the safest place to be in the middle of a lightning storm. We do want to try to protect ourselves from being struck by lightning. So there are a couple of different places you can be, but I would say the best place in the event of a lightning storm is to be safely inside of a building. And this has to do with the fact that even if that lightning bolt were to strike the building you are in, that strike and the electric charges are much more likely to move through the pipes and the wires and the walls of the structure you are in and not shoot through the window and hit you. So that's why you are safe inside of a building. But likely you want to try to stay away from the metal pipes and metal wires that are directly connected to the walls. So that relates to a question we got from Robin. Is it safe to take a shower during a lightning storm? If you wanted to be 100% safe, you would not take a shower during a severe lightning storm. Because if your house or your apartment building were to be struck, it is quite likely that that electric charge would be moving through the metal pipes and through the water and directly into you. And Kayla asks, can lightning start a fire? For sure. So when we have a lightning strike, if we think about electric charge, there are two types of electric charge, positive and negative, and electric charge is in everything. So when we're thinking about those electric charges inside of a thundercloud, they start to collect at the base of the cloud, And as they move through the air, it creates that lightning strike. It makes light, it makes sound, and it heats up the air dramatically. In fact, a natural lightning bolt can be over 10 times hotter than the surface of the sun. So certainly if that lightning bolt strikes something like a tree or a building, it could cause a fire. And it's actually one of the things that does cause natural forest fires and is actually a very normal part of the ecosystem. Now, we've heard about lightning rods that might be able to protect your house. And Danny asks, how does that work? Electric charge is attracted to pointy metal objects. Most lightning rods are pointy metal objects high up on tops of buildings and places like that. If the storm is severe enough and enough difference between the positive and negative charge does build up, that lightning rod is directly connected into the ground. So from 
the top of the building all the way down through what we call a grounding wire into a grounding spike in the ground itself. So in the yard of your house, perhaps that will safely carry it down. It will not travel through your metal pipes and metal wires inside of the walls of your house. It is less likely to cause a fire in that particular building and keeps all of your electronics safe. Now we have a demonstration in the theater of electricity where we go inside of a big metal birdcage and we raise it up to the top of the theater and then we use our gigantic Van de Graaff generator to strike it with huge lightning bolts. So Cameron wants to know why is the presenter safe? One would think that going inside of a conducting metal object, raising yourself 20 feet in the air and then striking it with about a million volts of electric current would be incredibly dangerous. But we do this in the theater of electricity to show the visitors to our theater of electricity show why you are actually safe inside of most cars or trains in the event of a lightning strike. It's something very interesting and unique about the type of current that we have for a lightning bolt, that when it hits that entirely metal object, you have metal on the top, on the sides and the bottom, Because of that type of electric current, the chargers are getting pushed only to the outer skin. So that very outer layer of the metal traveling down and finishing its journey all the way to the ground, keeping you safe on the inside. This also means that not only are you safe sitting in the middle of the birdcage or in the middle of most automobiles, you are also safe touching the inside surface. So that's sort of our grand finale to that demonstration is our presenter will actually touch the inside of one of those metal bars right where the lightning is striking. And it looks amazing. And being part of that show just feels amazing. It never gets old, even after 15 years of teaching our lightning presentations. So that kind of shows evidence you're safe inside of a car. Is the same true of a plane? Haley wants to know what happens if a plane gets struck by lightning. So when you're inside of a plane, most commercial and passenger planes are completely surrounded by metal. On average, your commercial passenger liner or cargo plane does get struck about once a year by lightning. They are much more likely as they are flying through the clouds that are producing those lightning bolts. But same as you are safe in a giant metal birdcage, if you happen to have one of those in your backyard, or a car, or a bus, or a train, same principle applies inside an airplane. Now, it's interesting that as we are trying to be more fuel efficient in our airlines, they are starting to make those shells out of a carbon fiber material that isn't necessarily a conductor. They're embedding lightweight chicken wire inside of that skin. So you still have that same skin effect, the metal surrounding the passengers and the pilots and the flight attendants, keeping everybody and everything safe inside of that airplane from the occasional lightning strike. Another question comes from Kate. What do you do if you get caught outside in a lightning storm? Lucky for us, more times than not, even if you're outside at the local park or if you're out doing some shopping, there is a safe building to get inside of. It's more when we're out doing our longer hikes or we're doing canoeing or kayaking and you're away from civilization. There are no buildings or cars. And in that case, there is not a 100% safe place to be. But the best position you can be in, since lightning does tend to strike tall objects, is you want to be low to the ground. But that does not mean that you want to lie flat on the ground, because if lightning strikes the tree nearby, it's going to move through the tree, through the ground, and right across your heart. And that's, of course, what we are trying to avoid. 
us humans, we do not want that electric current moving across our heart. So the best position to be in is, if you could do it, stand on one foot. I don't have that kind of balance. So crouch real low to the ground, put your feet together, make sure they're touching, and then put your hands over your head. And again, get as low to the ground as you possibly can be and stay there until the storm passes. The other thing, if you're ever out on a mountain ridge or up on a hillside and you start feeling your hair on your body kind of tingling and starting to stand on end, that means that a lightning strike is imminent. And in that case, crouching, that wouldn't be my recommendation. My recommendation would be to run in any direction you can safely do so as quickly as you can. So we teach about lightning safety every day. Why do you think it's so important to get this information out there so people can hear it? Not only is it important for our safety, but lightning is such an amazing natural phenomenon. Since I was a young girl, I loved standing at the front window, looking outside and watching and listening to this amazing natural fireworks presentation. I love teaching our lightning presentations because I love lightning. And as long as you know how to be around it safely, that I think is the most important. You can enjoy what earth is showing us in the sky, but also make sure that you and your loved ones around you are safe from that electrical energy. Karen, thanks so much for telling us all about lightning safety today. Thanks so much for having me here today. And hopefully someday we'll see you all visiting the Museum of Science and our lightning presentation. If you'd like to have one of your questions answered by a visiting expert or a Museum of Science educator, you can email them to sciencequestions at mos.org. If you enjoyed this episode of Pulsar, don't forget to subscribe on the Apple Podcast app or on Spotify, as well as leaving a rating or review for us. Please visit www.mos.org slash science matters to support MOS at home. That's it for this episode of Pulsar. Join us again soon.